Hi, everybody. It's Rob Reed of PlayerTrack.com. This is the third podcast of the 2011 season, and I'm going to be looking at the top shortstops in all of baseball. Welcome back, everybody, to the PlayerTrack.com podcast, and I'd like to thank you for listening. For uh, the over 3,000 of you who are listening to this podcast now, and uh, it really gives me the desire to keep going for this uh, for you because you've uh, embraced me and and continued to listen, even if I've been inconsistent in getting these things out. I have started something new at PlayerTrack.com. Remember, PlayerTrack.com this year is free. And uh, we've got I've got a, a VU account at VYOUVU.com, which is kind of like a YouTube, but more specific, where you can uh, talk to me directly, uh, send me a comment, and I can give you a video response. I'm testing that out. You can check that out at a blog entry at playertrack.com right now. It's probably the one right below uh, the one where you can play this, this uh, most recent podcast. Today, we are talking about shortstops, and I'm clicking uh, 2010 statistics, shortstop position, minimum 20 games played, 100 minimum at-bats. I'm adding walks for that, all leagues, all teams, uh, and standard 5-5, and this time I'm going to do prorated. And by uh, checking prorated, if some folks had uh, fewer at-bats than others, uh, for instance, the third guy I'm going to talk about today is Jed Lowry, who had 171 at-bats and uh, got uh, a decent amount of playing time last year, particularly because of an injury to Dustin Pedroia, like we talked about last week. Uh, but let's uh, get right into it. The number one shortstop under these circumstances in player track last year, remember player track compares all players against each other, and compares them against the mean player, so that if they are so far above all other players in a particular category, they get extra credit for that. And we're talking number one, Troy Tulowitzki. Troy Tulowitzki uh, outrained, if you will, Hanley Ramirez this time, and with good reason, and we could always see it happening. The thing with, with Troy, notoriously, forgetting about uh, two, this 2008 season, which was really horrific when he hit 263, but he had, he had injury woes that particular year. But he starts slow, and, and it's going to be, I'm sure he'll do the same this year because it just seems to be his MO. It's what he does. In 2007, in the month of April, Troy hit 244. With one stolen base, two home runs, 10 RBI, and he struck out 21 times and 82 at-bats. So then what happens, follow-up, is I get uh, from Marcus Potter, uh, who uh, is a an actor in New York now and a Facebook buddy. So hi, I'm giving you a shout-out. He uh, was upset in 2008 regarding uh, Ryan Braun because he was having... Uh, a slow start once again and unfortunately because of the injury it looked like in 2008 when he only hit eight home runs and 377 at bats that he just wasn't as solid as people had projected from 2007 when he hit 291 and 24 home runs well he came back after that bad season in 2008 and hit 32 home runs in 2009 with a 297 batting average a 380 on base percentage 20 stolen bases and was the number two shortstop in all of baseball and so somebody might question, well, let's see, you know, what happens now. 
because the 32 home runs was a career high. We don't know if he can be consistent with that. And having hit 263 the year before, that could be problematic. Well, the reality is his on-base percentage stay, has stayed pretty consistent when he's healthy, which is around uh, 325 to 330. And last season, he followed up that great 2009 with 27 home runs, 95 RBI, a 315 batting average, and 11 stolen bases. So 25-10 for Troy is easy. And let's face it, shortstop is a slim position. It will remain that way as far as I'm concerned. But Troy is one of the creams of the crop. He's a first-round pick, and, and everyone's doing it. Also, first-round pick is Hanley Ramirez. The amazing thing about Hanley is he was dominating the position for so long, it's hard to believe he's only 27 years, at least years old. It seems that way, at least. Uh, last season had a down year for him, and a down year for him is hitting 300 with 32 stolen bases and 21 home runs. At the shortstop position, I'm sorry, I'll take that. The thing is that he was thrown out 10 times. Uh, so he's thrown out about 25% of the time. And I think that appears to be uh, about what he's done in the past. So I was going to make a comment related to that. He does get thrown out a lot. He does make a lot of stolen base opportunities, though. Last year was 42. The year before that was 35. The year before that was 47. So you can figure that he's going he's gonna to come close to 30 stolen bases uh, this year as well, health permitting, of course. And at the end of 2009, I said he regresses, but he is still a number one shortstop. Well, I didn't see Troy coming out of the woodwork and being so amazing, but it's not a surprise being as uh, Troy was the number two shortstop the previous year. So these guys have just flip-flopped. Hanley is also a great option at shortstop, and he's a first-rounder because of the slim position. Jed Lowry comes in under the proration at number three, and the reason he comes in there is he had nine home runs and almost 200 at-bats on pace for 25-ish home runs. And the 287 batting average was great. The 287 batting average looks even better when you consider that his batting average in balls in play was only 292. So that if he could somehow raise that 10 points a little bit over that to league average, he could be close to a 300 hitter. And that, of course, is if he's going to get the playing time. There's the problem with Jed Lowry. Jed Lowry is probably a great option for the Red Sox future. He turns 27 years old this year, so if if Euclid uh, somehow goes away, Jed can play third base, and uh, he can play second base, and he can play shortstop here, and he's listed as backups on each of those positions. And because of that, obviously, he's not a third pick here for shortstop, but there's a lot of potential there. If Pedroia goes out, if Scudero goes out, if Euclid goes out, or if Scudero just simply doesn't perform, which is a possibility. Scudero's not a guy that'd be high on my shortstop list. Then Jed could definitely fill in very nicely. And because of the rule of seven that he could very well peak, and because he showed signs of being such an amazing ball player and the potential for being an amazing hitter, you add on the fact that he had an on-base percentage of 378, so he takes a walk, all that looks wonderful. Another guy comes next at number four. Rafael Fercaldis doesn't get a lot of respect, and probably for good reason. It is for good reason, because he's had a couple bad seasons, primarily because of injury woes, the last two. So as a Dodger fan, haven't been very happy about that. But in 2008, when he was hurt in a very short stint of uh, 143 at-bats, 
he had five home runs. He was on pace for a career high in that category. His career high since we've been counting is uh, 15 in 2006. I think he still does have 15 home run potential, which makes him super valuable because he also happens to have 30-plus stolen base potential. It looked like he had lost that in 2009 when he only had 12 stolen bases and he was thrown out six times. But last season went 26 uh, attempts and was only thrown out four times and 383 at bats given a full season that's 30 stolen bases with his eyes closed and he had eight home runs which was on pace for close to 15 i think when all is said and done the 66 runs scored certainly make him very attractive uh, in standard 5-5 here and why his ranking is probably so high but i think rafael is better than most folks give him credit for the only thing that i can say about him is there's not a heck of a lot of upside from what we see, the injury problems the last few years are definitely something to be concerned with. But the, the reason that there's not a lot of upside is because he just turned 33 years old. So buyer beware there because he's aging and, uh, you know, therefore aging is, is potential for regression. Alexi Casilla comes in and uh, he can play second or shortstop. That'll be dependent on where uh, Nishioka the new guy there at Minnesota from Japan is going to play. The thing that, again, with Alexi that is interesting is this is his rule of 27 year. Not a, an on-base percentage fiend necessarily, and he did have a short stint last season. But in that short stint of 152 at-bats, a 276 average, only one home run, so you're not going to expect a lot of uh, a, a lot of power there, obviously. But uh, the stolen bases, he had six. You know, so this is a guy that's on pace for 20 plus stolen bases if he plays a full season. And he had 11 in 2009 and only 228 at bats. So if Minnesota gives him a shot at a full time gig, and that appears to be the case, and he can stay healthy, then 20 stolen bases in his sleep, uh, 280 batting average can be expected. And then everything else is sort of icing on the cake. Because remember, we're talking about shortstop. And then we're talking about a guy with multi-position eligibility at second and short, too. So you can mix and match him at a position where there's just not a lot of talent to be found. So take that into account with Alexi under proration. He ranks pretty high. A guy who I've been high on in the past is Alexi Ramirez for the White Sox. Certainly plays at a great hitter's ballpark for home runs. Uh, on-base percentage, lousy. He did get 13 stolen bases, but he was thrown out nine times last year. But that 13 is pretty attractive. And the 18 home runs is attractive as well. Now, looking at his past history in the last few years since he came up in 2008, he had 21 home runs in 2008 and 480 at-bats. So the 18 that he has last year was not an aberration. Uh, in fact, I think that 20-plus is a possibility. He had 14 stolen bases in 2009, 13 in 2008. He was thrown out a lot of times then, though. And he is uh, going to be turning 30 this year. I'd say he's right around in his prime. A, a very solid shortstop, to gr- definitely for uh, AL only. But I, I like him in multi-leagues. Again, a shortened position here, a very slim position. And uh, under proration, he was the 77th overall player on player track, which is great. If you're in an on-base percentage league, though, he's uh, probably hold on. Uh, there's potential problem there, and that, that is my money league. So probably not a guy I look at in the money league. A guy I do look at in the money league is Jose Reyes coming in at number seven. And uh, had the health problems. Weren't sure what was going to happen with him. He became a big question mark. Could he get the stolen bases? And he got exactly 30 stolen bases. So he can. He's 28 years old. 
he's going to be turning 28 at least, I think, uh, this year. Yeah, he turns 28 in June. And uh, so that means that he's probably at the peak of his career. The health woes create a problem. Is he a 56 stolen base threat like he had in 2008? Uh, I think he could. I'm not going to throw that out of the of the picture yet. 30 for sure. 30 is going to happen again. The home runs, you're just not going to see much more than you had in, in the 11 that he had last year. He did have 16 in 2008. Everyone got real excited with him when he had 64 stolen bases and 19 home runs in 2006 because for that shortstop position at the time, that was really huge. But he's a consistent hitter, and the illness didn't show anything with uh, Jose Reyes in terms of the quality of hitter because his contact rate was exactly the same. His on-base, or sorry, his batting average on balls in play was the same as it was in 2007 when he hit 280. Again, he hit 282. He's a 280 plus hitter consistently with 30 plus stolen bases, 10 home runs at the short shortstop position. Very valuable, and so he's a very valuable player. He's a 20 plus dollar player that you're going to pay for, and potentially even more for the potential. You know, he's not 34 years old. You're going to be like Rafael Fercal. He's just going to be 28 years old in the summer now. He's a very young kid and I and seems to be very resilient, was able to play out the entire year, which was a pleasant surprise for me because I thought the illness uh, that he was having, the, the health problems were going to be very problematic for him. Juan Uribe comes at number eight, who's at Los Angeles now. And I don't think that's necessarily a great signing. A 248 batting average. The thing that's great about Juan is the power that he showed. 24 home runs last season. He had 16 and 398 at-bats the season before. I remember Juan when he was with Colorado. And I kept thinking, wow, he's got the potential for a ton of power there. It never really translated to a ton of power. He had 20 home run power there in Colorado, but just never really translated. The fact that he's 30 years old, uh, actually 31, actually just turned or he's turning 32 on march 22nd of this month he's getting older not going to run the batting average is a huge concern but if you look at the batting average on balls in play it is reflective of bad luck he had bad luck in 2008 arguably when he had a 289 batting average on balls in play and he only hit 247 he had a batting average on balls in play at 262 in 2007 when he hit 234 the question is is that a skill set well, his, his career average, I can't see what it is. I'd be spot guessing. But his best average is 289 that he had in 2009 when his batting average in balls in play was 330. I think he probably is more a 250, 260 hitter. That's the reality with him. But the multi-position eligibility, and especially because you can fit him in the, the second base slot, he qualifies also at second and third, makes him extremely attractive on that basis. A no-brainer for NL only. Uh, less of a no-brainer from multi-leagues. I don't think he has anywhere else to go but down. But the fact that he's a a early 30s, that 25-plus home runs is still a high possibility for the shortstop position. That's great. Reed Brignac of Tampa Bay comes in at number nine. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. Played 68 games at second base last season, 50 at shortstop. Only hit 256. And only had three stolen bases, but he had 45 ribbies and 301 at bats on pace for you know about 90, and he had eight home runs on pace for about 16. So the question is whether Reed is going to get enough playing time, and does that qualify him as a nice sleeper for this year? He's slated at this as the starting shortstop for Tampa as of right now, 
on the MLB.com uh, depth charts. So he absolutely is a, a fair sleeper there. If you're looking for very cheap in the end game, a, a shortstop to fill uh, the position. And uh, he suffered a groin pull or something the other day, I think a few days ago. So that's somewhat of a concern. But the news that I've heard is he's fine. So again, as under proration, Reed comes out here because of the number of uh, runs that he had, in particular the number of RBI together, and definitely a solid option. I'm not sure that he's going to run all that much, but he's only 25 years old, so we have not seen his best yet. And if you grab him now and you can get him cheap, and he's not like super this year, but he's serviceable at the shortstop position, he could. He has the potential, if he can improve that batting average, to, to be a, a cream of the crop and shortstop in the next uh, three or so years. He hasn't hit his peak yet. So somebody that has hit their peak, number 10, Derek Jeter. But, you know, when I thought he was sort of a has-been, he's going to turn 37 this year. I I do have him in uh, one of my money keeper leagues, a a small money keeper league. And uh, last season he hit 10 home runs. The previous season he hit 18. So the 10 was that 8, almost a 50% drop in home runs is definitely a concern. The fact that he had a 12 stolen base drop is a concern. In particular, for me, the biggest concern that indicates his age and that he's getting ready to sort of hang him up is the difference in on-base percentage. A 402 on-base percentage that he had in 634 at-bats in 2009 down to 333, which was about 23 points down from 2008 when he had a 356 on-base percentage. He, If he's not going to get on-base, obviously that translates into fewer runs and uh if he's not going to hit, and he only hit 270 last season, that translates into fewer RBI and all of, and certainly the stolen bases, and that credits uh, for that. His contact rate's the same. He's not striking out more, and that's an indicator that this isn't an issue of injury problem. This is just an indicator of the aging bones and just not turning around on the ball as fast. If he hits 300, I wouldn't be hugely surprised. His batting average on balls in play was substantially below in fact, looking at since 2004, it was his worst batting average on balls in play. Uh, the second worst that he had was 317 uh, in 2004. And every season after that, it was three. there was one 336 and there was one 353. So if he can get his batting average on balls in play back up 30 or so points, he's a 300 hitter again. So Derek Jeter this season, if I had to predict, I think we'll hit 300. I think he'll have uh, 15 stolen bases, and he'll probably have 10 to 12 home runs. All of those are are very solid. He's still a very solid player, still high on my list, again, for shortstops because of the slim position. Uh, But, you know, know what you're getting. You're getting a player on the downside who has nowhere to go. There's just no upside there. And so if you think you're going to get exactly the same stats that you got last year, there's potential not. Stephen Drew, 28 years old, turning this year. Comes in at number 11. And uh, this is a guy that I, I like as well. I liked him a little bit more after he had two, 21 home runs in 2008. And he was one of the guys that I was kind of high on that I felt as he's coming to his rule of 27 year that he, he's going to be, he could, has the potential to be really great. Well, he was the 11th overall shortstop in 2008 under proration. After that 21 home run season in 2009, he only hit 12 home runs and was the 23rd overall shortstop under, over, under proration. And that was, that was a disappointment. Last season, once again, he matched 
his 2008 season as the 11th overall shortstop. 15 home runs, 10 stolen bases. 10 stolen bases was a career high. So that's a good sign. I think 10 stolen bases could be in the cards. I think 20 home runs is in the cards as well. 20 home runs, 10 stolen bases for Stephen Drew with a 270 batting average. And all of those things for the shortstop position are great. So keep him high in your list as well. Ian Desmond, a lot of chat, a lot of chatter about Ian Desmond this season about whether I think he's uh, can improve was a particular from Brian Ramos on the player track profile of Ian Desmond asked what my thoughts were on Desmond and can he improve and I said he's a good option in NL only leagues and multi leagues 12 teams or less I probably avoid him unless I'm desperate for stolen bases I did talk about how I picked him up in one of my leagues last year when I was desperate but and he was no game changer but but he sort of maintained the status quo there uh, the fact that he's young and at this slim position makes him mildly attractive. And so he's a mildly attractive player. The 17 stolen bases he had last year are the things that make you go, ooh, and the fact he's going to have consistent playing time. So, yeah, if you need speed, Ian Desmond is the guy. If you need batting average, probably not. A 323 batting average on balls in play, you figure, all right, we're going to see at least a 280 average. He had 269. Reversion to league average. And he could be hitting 250, and uh, you know that that could kill you if he gets 525 at bats like he did last season. Moving down the list, number 15 is a guy I'm high on, and I think he's going to be a top five shortstop this year. Jimmy Rollins, two years in a row of horrific luck. Is it horrific luck or is it just a bad skill set for Jimmy Rollins? Well, I don't know. You tell me. 253 batting average on balls in play in 2009 when he hit 250. 248 batting average on balls in play when he hit 243 and only 350 at bats last season because of injury woes. When he had 716 at bats in 2007, 716, he had a batting average on balls in play of 303. I think when you get 716 uh, at bats and 689 in 2006 and 677 in 2005, and in, in, in 2005, he had a 310 batting average on balls in play. That a 300 batting average on balls in play is what he should be getting. He had a 292 batting average on balls in play in 2008 when he had 277. So Jimmy is a 275 hitter. 17 stolen bases and 350 at-bats. He was on pace for 30 stolen bases again like he had. He had 31 in 2009. He had 47 in 2008. Now, he's just turned uh, 32, so he's his legs are still young, and the key indicator for that is the fact in 18 stolen base attempts last season, he was only thrown out once. There's some fresh legs there, some fr- fresher legs than I think that he had in 2009, and I think that this year, with a very powerful team there at Philadelphia, with their amazing pitching and the morale they're going to have over there, Jimmy Rollins is a high target of mine, so there you go, folks that play in my leagues. You know, one of the guys that I'm really looking for in hopes that I would get value, but now I'm not going to get value because they've heard it. But maybe in your league, you can get value for Jimmy, and uh, Jimmy is a guy who I think in the end game, if you just sort of stick around and wait and hope that nobody calls out his name in an auction, then maybe you could get so much value for him that you're just going to walk all the way to the bank by season's end. J.J. Hardy moves to Baltimore, comes in at number 18 from last season. And uh, there was a lot of chatter about him, about how he would be, this a few years ago, had a lot of great potential. 
the end of 2008 when he hit 283 and had 24 home runs. And everyone thought, wow, okay, this is a solid guy at playing at Miller Park. We gotta gotta grab him with the home run potential. And it just didn't translate in 2009. A lot of disappointed folks where he hit 229. His batting average on balls in play was 264 then, though, in the 414 at bats. So hugely unlucky. He came out again last year, 304 batting average on balls in play and 340 at bats. Compared to the 306 batting average on balls in play in 2008 when he hit 283, I think he's more a 275, 280 hitter. I think it's very clear. Uh, he had reduced his strikeouts from the previous two seasons, uh, last season, so that was impressive. And uh, just not a like an amazingly solid shortstop at the slim position, but very serviceable, uh, much like Unieski Betancourt, uh, much like uh, Starlin Castro. Uh, you're not going to get any power from Starlin. I'm just going to throw out his name. But the 300 batting average was interesting. 10 stolen bases for Starlin last year, but he was thrown out eight. So we don't know what's going to happen. But the reality with Starlin is I don't I don't think I'm going to include him in that list with J.J. Hardy. And the reason I say that is I'm now looking at his profile and seeing that his batting average in balls in play last season was 350. So old Starlin, uh, only 21 years old uh, this month. I think he still has a long way to go. I think you can get a 21-year-old who can hit you by season's end. Five home runs at best. Uh, maybe steal 15, maybe 20 if the wind's blowing right, and kid has the potential to hit maybe 250. And uh, at Wrigley, you know, that's that's not all that great. A guy who showed a ton of potential in Colorado and was looking really good, and I talked about him a number of times if you've been listening to this podcast, about the deer meat injury. He was carrying deer meat and, like, damaged his ribs, and then he was out for almost the majority of a season. I'm talking about Clint Barnes. He's going to be playing shortstop for Houston. So he's an interesting option. I'm definitely a deep sleeper. I don't think he's going to, his uh, name's going to be rolling off the tongue of anybody in your league. He does qualify also at second base. And he only hit 235 last season. He's 32 years old coming in this year. So we've seen, I think, the highest potential that he could get, which was uh, in 2009 when he hit 23 home runs. That's possible again. He had a shortened season, 387 at bats last season, hit eight. I think we're more look. You're more looking like 15 stolen bases, but uh, and the other thing that's kind of a downsize is the fact that uh, in 2009 he had 12 stolen bases, but he was caught stealing 10. So then the last season, uh, it wasn't that interesting to start running him, and so he wasn't run. He had five stolen base attempts versus the 22 the year before, and he was thrown out two times out of the five. So that's not all that good. But to try and get value out of this kid, he hit 235 last season, a batting average on balls in play of 265. Uh, the previous season, 245 with a batting average on balls in play of 276. I would predict a 300 batting average on balls in play there, league average for him this year. And with a league average increase, he's more of a 270 hitter. So you know at a slim shortstop position, if you can get 270, 15 home runs, maybe five to seven stolen bases, and you get uh, potential for 75, 85 RBI, and 80-plus runs scored through given a full season, that's a solid player. You know that That's very serviceable, and I think Clint can be that kind of player for your team. You know Escobar, I drafted him last season in a number of my leagues, expecting that he was going to be fantastic because he was showing at the age of uh, 
around 27. You know, now he's uh, just turned 28 last November. When he hit 14 home runs in 2009, I thought, wow, especially because he hit 299. It was like all cylinders are go. He hit 288 the year before that with only 10 home runs. So I expected him to at least hit me 15 home runs to potentially steal, you know, five or so bases, but to have an average that was uh, 290 plus or pretty close to that. So the 256 was a killer, but that's reflective of bad luck. His contact rate has remained almost identical the last three seasons that we've been counting. Uh, 87% in 2008, 88% in 2009, 88% in 2010. Very consistent hitter. Was a major disappointment for me last year, which means you can get great value for Unel this year. Playing at Toronto, some good elements in that lineup. And uh, I think Unel will be a very pleasant surprise for a lot of people uh, they probably have forgotten about him. But if you can get 10 home runs, you know, buy this player for a few bucks, maybe as low as a dollar in a multi-league auction league, and you can get a 285 average, you can get 10 to 15 home runs and uh, fairly uh, just above league average runs and, and RBI, you're not going to complain about that. So look to Yanel as well. Probably another guy I'm looking at in uh, the end game in the event that I need to fill a shortstop position, and I imagine that I probably will. I'll close out by talking about, uh, well, let me throw out uh, Jason Bartlett. He came back down to earth. We knew that he would, all right? And hopefully you knew. He's ranked number 19th under proration from last season. Not a terrible option, but probably more a 250 hitter than he is at you know than he is what he hit the year before. I think what did he hit? He hit 320 in 2009. So that was a huge drop, and that was because of an incredibly high bump in batting average and balls in play. He had a league average batting average and balls in play last season just below, and he hit the 252. So you know that's don't expect a lot of him. The same is true of Elvis Andrus. You really get Elvis for stolen bases. That's where you're going to get him. He had zero home runs and almost 600 at-bats last season. So that, that it's going to kill you there when there are other players like uh, like Unel that I mentioned who can hit 10 to 15. It may not come close to stolen bases, 30-plus uh, stolen bases, obviously, that Elvis can get. So that's why you get him. If you're desperate for stolen bases, Elvis is out there. You get him. The problem is that some folks may overvalue that, I think, at the position. And... Uh, and not pay as much attention to the fact that the last two seasons he's averaged about a, a 265, 266 batting average, hitting a just over or, or just around league average batting average on balls in place. So not all that great there. You get Elvis when you need the stolen bases, and, and that's pretty much it. So that'll cover uh, the shortstop analysis. Remember that playertrack.com is free this year check it out there's player profiles you can ask questions you can ask questions of me at vyouvu.com slash baseball geek that's me and you'll get a, a live video response or you can check out the three video responses i've made so far over there i thank you for listening i thank you for your participation use player track for your uh, mock drafts if you can and uh, if there's any way you can film it, I'd love to present that on a blog entry at Player Track. If you know how to film it or you know how to screen grab, uh, do a video screen grab of your use of the, uh, the Nix tool, the draft tool that we have there where you can remove players on the fly and find out who the best are according to the categories of your league. So check it out. Once again, thank you for your support. The 3,000 plus listeners to this podcast, I'm overwhelmed and so appreciative. 
And always, if you have any questions, you can come to the website at playertrack.com related to fantasy, thevu.com, or you can email me at rob at playertrack.com. Have a great week. God bless. And I'll be talking about third baseman next week.